This week, how 21st century Italy still lives in the shadow of the Mafia, from international drug running to small-town protection rackets, and how those who speak out face terrible consequences. Attacks on journalists rose dramatically last year, and many now live with constant police protection. I've been to Sicily to meet one man, Pino Maniacci, who refuses to be intimidated and who risks his life to expose the truth about the modern mafia. Martinico on the north coast of Sicily. This may be modern Europe, but the people here still live in the grip of the Sicilian mafia, the Cosa Nostra. Eight out of ten businesses pay protection money. But a few are taking them on. Do not pay protection money. Leading the charge, a tiny community TV station, daring to name, shame and inspire defiance and they get results. In a culture where family is everything, the Teleyato channel is a family business. Its godfather is Pino Maniacci, who with his wife, children and a team of volunteers defies dangers and dreams of changing the world. Why do you do this? What drives you? Have you seen my land? Have you been to Sicily before? Only once on holiday, a long time ago. This land is beautiful. Sun, sea, beautiful architecture. This land is known all over the world as the land of the Mafia, and that really hacks me off. Pino's exposés have made his hometown a dangerous place for him. He constantly receives anonymous calls, letters and verbal threats. He goes to work with an armed police escort. Every morning, Pino holds his editorial meeting right in the centre of Partinico at the Bar Alessi, where people bring him news of what's happened overnight. But everything takes place under the watchful gaze of his police protection. How have people threatened you? What, what kind of attempts have been made on you? Very many. They've slashed my tyres, burned my cars. I've suffered physical aggression. We've put up with a lot of pressure. And if you welcome Pino to your cafe, you take on the risks too. Are you worried at all about having him here every morning? This store has bulletproof windows. Look here five centimetres thick. It's impossible to get bullets from that side to this side. It's impossible. And this is because of Pino? For Pino. And you paid for it? I did. Fueled by coffee, cigarettes and gossip, Pino hits the road. Owner, editor and presenter, he's a workaholic propelled by a hatred of the Mafia. Today, like every day, He's urging his viewers to take a stand and refuse to pay protection. Are we ready? I want to send a clear message to everyone. Protection money must not be paid. He's being filmed on the site of a famous standoff. 
where a mafia family demolished a historic building without planning permission and built an HQ for their drugs and protection racket. They would give orders for killings and demand protection money from shop owners and the people of Partinico. Pino's TV investigations were instrumental in their arrest. So change is possible. This land can change. If we can be different and we can repeat one more time, protection money must not be paid. He's a community activist, really. What he's doing is a long video blog about a personal obsession, which is corruption. The difference is that his obsession is putting his life at risk. The Mafia's power and influence is felt throughout Italy and beyond. They're thought to make as much as £130,000 per minute in protection money and extortion, and are believed to control 80% of Europe's cocaine trade. And this is where Pino takes them on, a six-room TV station which uses second-hand equipment, volunteers, and certainly no makeup artists. Pino relies on video editor, librarian, and camera operator, Letizia, his daughter. You work here full-time, do you? I've been working here for nearly 17 years with my dad. Do you get paid? <laughs> I do it because I like it. I like to help him out. Well, there's just a few minutes to air, and the tension is really upping in here. Letizia's lining up all the VTs, Mum's calling the captions, and Pino is lining up the reports and the running order. In fact, the only people who are relatively relaxed are the studio dogs. Let's talk about seized goods. Six days a week at 2.15, Teleato's two-hour programme goes out live across northern Sicily. Pino has a macho swagger on screen and off. For Christ's sake, why? Why? The 17-year-old volunteer director couldn't find the right report so played another one instead. Wake up, Alessandra. It's there, it's there. But everyone's here because they believe in Pino. They say his bark is worse than his bite. It might be a tiny channel, but it's got a big local audience. Francesco Bellici is one of Pino's biggest fans. In fact, the show has changed his life. Why, why do you like Pino? Because he's funny, he's a hothead, he's also tough, he's a man who fights for justice. Francesco works in construction, an industry constantly targeted by the Mafia's protection rackets. They expect around a 3% cut of the total cost of a building contract, which can run into thousands of euros. Francesco was one of the few to say no. So when most people just pay, why did you stand up to them? 
Un giorno mio figlio e mi ha detto, sai papà, a scuola parlavamo... One day my son said to me, Dad, today at school we were talking about the mafia and what it means to pay protection money. I told him I've never paid it. He said, promise me you'll never pay it. And I promised him. The mafia sent a message. I arrived at the construction site to find the house, my van, my tools, everything had been burned. Then I understood what I had to do. I have to rebel. Francesco knew he needed strength in numbers. So with Pino, he set about persuading other builders to join him. The point of this association will be to say no to the mafia, to protection money, to extortion. Thirteen local companies, a hundred people, have now signed up. Working late into the night, Pino wants to show me some of Teleato's proudest moments. A scoop for a journalist, what is it? To be the first one. When you are the first and only one to film the arrest of a mafioso, this is the capture of a massive criminal. Salvatore Lo Piccolo, known as the boss of bosses, was wanted for several murders. We were the only ones present. So the police are tipping you off, are they? The police not only trust us, they also call us. Pino also scooped them all when Domenico Raculio was captured after 15 years on the run. He was involved in the kidnap and murder of an 11-year-old son of an informer. The child's body was dissolved in acid. Pino caught the public elation at his arrest. But celebrations were short-lived as new family capos took their place and strengthened the Mafia's grip. The Mafia in this area has been devastating. We're talking about an area I've nicknamed the Bermuda Triangle, a triangle where the Mafia killed, demanded protection money and grew bigger. So how does the Mafia treat journalists here? Around here, we've had eight journalists killed. Inevitably, they've come after Pino too. He's taking me to where it happened. I was attacked by the son of the Mafia boss. My car was parked right here. I see a car that stops on this road. Two guys get out, and just as I'm about to shut the door, they open it and block me. He wants me to start acting out what happened next. He came round the other side of the car. So he tries to do this. But you can't. Yes, go on, go on. Harder, harder. It doesn't go any further. That's it. Come vedi, il doppio nodo ti salva la vita. The double knot saved his life. What injuries were you left with? Four broken ribs, two teeth knocked out, one black eye and a broken leg. Welcome back to Telecato. The day after the attack, Pino went on air as usual. As you can see, Pino Maniasi does not give up. So the Mafia tried to get to him another way. Nine months ago, they killed his dogs and strung them up. 
Posso dire che mi hanno ucciso i miei due gioielli? They killed my two treasures. They were my loves. Due cani che volevano, che volevo molto, a cui volevo molto bene, che loro volevano molto bene a me. Two dogs that I really loved and they loved me. They killed them and hung them. They knew how to hurt you, didn't they? Penso proprio di sì, perché hanno avuto modo di vedere che ovviamente con le gomme tagliate, le macchine bruciate. Yes, I really think so, because they saw that the slashed tyres, torched cars, threatening letters, even my attack, they got no results. But with this, they really shot me in the heart. Look. Spectacular. What's it like, I wonder, for Pino's wife, Patrizia, living with a man like this? Do you think it's worth the danger? Non lo so, sarà pure un pochino di incoscienza, però quasi. I don't know. Maybe it is a little reckless, but we are here and we fight. Everybody should do what we are doing. Do you think your side will ever win? Io spero di sì. I hope so. Just 20 minutes by ferry from Sicily's east coast is the Italian mainland. While life can be pretty scary for Pino, for other journalists in Italy, the Mafia have been even more threatening. We're just crossing the water from the land of the Cosa Nostra to Calabria, where the Andrangheta are in charge. I'd arranged to meet a newspaper journalist whose life has been ruined by the Andrangheta. Michele Albanese can only leave his home with two armed policemen in a bulletproof car. I was called to the police station and told that the day before they had intercepted a conversation between two suspects linked to the Andrangheta. They were planning an attack against me. What was it that you were revealing that was so damaging to them? I tried to explain it was important for the Nangreta to be fought, not only by the magistrates, forces of law and order, but also by civil society, and this hacked them off. I mean, it may not seem so bad having a chauffeur-driven car everywhere, but as a journalist, the last thing in the world you want is two cops with you everywhere you go. Today he's going to a press conference, routine for most journalists, a security operation for Albanese. Everyone knows by now that I'm under police protection. No matter what, I try to do my job as normal. Do you think it will be like this for you for the rest of your working life? Spero di no, spero di no, spero che prima possibile sta cosa possa finire. I hope not. I hope that this will end as soon as possible and I will return to being a free man. Otherwise it will be hard. But I hope it will end soon. Back in Sicily, Pino's phone rings constantly. Pronto? Hello? It's clear many locals call him first, rather than the police. Can we talk later, at about midday? 
Is that a story? Sì, è una signora che deve darmi delle informazioni che più tardi Yes, it's a lady who has some information, but we'll talk later. I'm busy right now. Today Pino's after one of his biggest running stories. The distillery that dominates Partenico and makes much of it smell like vinegar. Pino helped get it closed for breaking European pollution standards, but management says they've addressed the problem and reopened. As soon as they see us, they'll shut the gate in our faces. The owner has a conviction for previous environmental damage here, and Pino is convinced the distillery's polluting again. We protest because it smells. Mr. Mayor, maybe your nose is blocked. Maybe you need some Vicks. Pino heads to the council chamber, where he wants to confront politicians about the distillery. We arrive as their meeting is breaking up. But he's furious the factory wasn't even discussed. And in a scathing, perhaps unfair piece to camera, he accuses the councillors of just turning up to claim their expenses. So, this evening, we wanted to talk about a local council meeting, where they only wanted to bag their fee for turning up. When challenged by a councillor, he loses it completely. Go f*** yourself. You know what I told you. You know. Go to the police and report it. Politicians here have a confused relationship with Pino, praising his anti-mafia activism, but criticising his personal attacks. One person who's spoken out against the Mafia, but still been on the receiving end of Pino's sharp tongue, is the mayor, Salvo Lobiondo. He calls on you to resign and he blames you for many things that are wrong in this town. Um, is he fair? I can understand his fight against the Mafiosi. I am the first to say the Mafia families have ruined this town and we should name and challenge them but the administrators are humans. They are good people. They are not mafiosi unless proven otherwise. Pino places little faith in politics, believing it is the bravery of individuals like Francesco which do more to take on the mafia. This is confiscated property. His latest development is a community centre built on land seized from a convicted mafia boss. That boss is now out of jail and drives by sometimes to inspect his former property. So you've gone from being somebody who was intimidated by the Mafia to building on confiscated Mafia land. I am a bit scared that they might retaliate, but I can't stop. Do you also worry that you may be putting your family in danger? Io mi rendo conto del rischio, però poi penso alle alle parole di mio figlio. Mi ha detto Sono fiero di te. I realize the risk to my family, but then I think about what my son said. He said to me, I'm proud of you, and that helped me carry on. The more people like Francesco stand up to the protection rackets, the more the mafia need other sources of income. I went to meet one of Italy's most famous mafia prosecutors, Nicola Gratteri. They've murdered some of his predecessors, so he lives under constant police protection. 
I haven't been to a cinema or a restaurant for more than 20 years. I try to be very careful, change my routine, my movements. I can't move more than 10 metres without the bulletproof car. The mafia constantly changes. Where do you think it's moving next? To occupy public institutions, placing its own men in public administration. Plus there's the fact that many public administrators come from mafia families or families that have fed on mafia culture. And what about the media? How important is it for the mafia to own the message as well? The mafia is careful about public opinion, and in addition to having journalists friends, they are starting to buy parts of newspapers and TV stations. Grateri's behind a series of anti-mafia raids the next morning. He's tipped us off where the suspects are being taken. It's about 5am and right now there is a major police operation going on across Calabria in which some of the biggest mafia bosses in the region are being picked up by the police. The elite anti-mafia squad mask their faces for fear of reprisals. This is the climax of a two-year investigation and these are not local cons. The Indrangheta has tentacles into the cocaine trade across Europe and North and South America. So these are national, if not international, suspects. Their friends and families start to congregate, and they don't like us filming the men in handcuffs. Right outside the police barracks, they're not afraid to throw a punch. Turn off your camera or I will kick your ass. Do you understand? Understood. Understood. I will kick your ass. There have been more than 2,000 mafia-related hostile acts against journalists in seven years, and they have risen dramatically in the last 12 months. Breaking news. We are talking about Drangheta and about 57 arrests in the Locri area, which have decimated the leaders of the Drangheta, from the families of Comiso, Colucci, and Aquino area. Back at Teleyato, Pino's reporting on the arrests, a big win for the authorities. Coordinated with the Judicial Authority of Amsterdam. This was the last news story. We are at the end of the broadcast. There's no doubt Pino's relentless contempt for the Mafia undermines them. It shores up the growing number of ordinary people refusing to pay money just to exist. The attacks and threats far from putting him off, seem to have spurred him on. This eccentric local journalist is extraordinarily brave. Nicola, how many for dinner? Four. Most people here seem to just accept that this is the way things are, whereas a few of you are challenging it. So what is it that makes you different to all the other Sicilians? Well, the famous... This is Sicily, where people don't speak out. Working here has made us realise that it's not a question of not wanting to talk, it's fear. The people are scared because this lot shoot and kill. So it's not about being different, and it's not that I'm not afraid. I am afraid of being killed, but someone has to do the dirty work, and I decided to do it.
The Unreported World podcast accompanies the critically acclaimed Channel 4 television series. Explore more by visiting channel4.com slash unreportedworld, where you can watch full programmes on demand from anywhere in the world. You can also join the global conversation via Unreported World's Twitter and Facebook pages.